Ok, v-am cicat pe trupie așa, cred că se ne vede pe cea petită, n-am venit eu, after a little technical difficulty, we are ready to resume Shriman Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 25, The Three Modes and Beyond, and we're up to text number 7. You may recall, last time, uh, Well, this chapter began, uh, there was basically uh, two, uh, three, uh, uh, four, and five, which basically uh, gave the characteristics of goodness, passion, and ignorance. And then uh, in text six, uh, my dear Uddhava, the combination of all three modes is present in the mentality of I and mind. Uh, the ordinary transactions of this world, which are vyavahara, you know, the ordinary material activities, there's vyavaharika and paramartika, a contrast there. The ordinary transactions of this world, which are carried out to the agency of the mind, the objects of perception, the senses and the vital airs of the physical body are based on the combination of the modes. That really, uh, if you uh, understand the, how, uh, according to Sankhya, the, the world is produced, uh, false ego ahankara is generated out of the mahatattva, and then that false ego differentiates into false ego in goodness, passion, and ignorance. False ego in goodness produces the mind, Uh, uh, the false ego in passion produces the two kinds of senses, the uh, knowledge-acquiring senses and the uh, instruments of action, uh, and the life airs also uh, that, make, that are the machinery for the karmindri and the ganindriya. And then uh, finally in ignorance, it's the sense objects, all out of false ego. So now we go on. From there, this is text number seven. We start with, uh, it continues this discussion about the, when the modes are manifest. So text seven goes like this. I'll first say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Seven goes, Dhane charte chakame cha, Yadaso parinishtitaha, Gunanam sani karsho yam, Shadharati danabaha. When a person devotes himself to religiosity, economic development, and sense gratification, they faith, wealth, and sensual enjoyment attained by his endeavors display and interaction of the three modes of nature. Now it's talking about conditional life. Uh, and the dharma, artha, and karma. Dharma in religiosity in dharma, artha in economic development, kame in kama, sense gratification. These are the traditional four purushartas, purposes of life, dharma, artha, kama, 
moksha. Notice moksha is left out of this list. Uh, it's in dharma, artha, and kama. Because when there's moksha, it uh, false ego begins to uh, dissolve. Uh, so when th- these three things are there, then uh, corresponding to this uh, uh, dharma, uh, artha, and moksha uh, for the living entity, um, uh, then the, the result of what he gets uh, is gunan sanikarsha, the, the intermingling of the modes, uh, and which each brings shraddha, or dharma, a particular kind of faith, rati, for, for kama, sensual enjoyment, dhana, wealth. They uh, purport for the DDT, they simply remark, uh, religiosity, economic development, and sense gratification are situated within the modes of nature, and the faith, wealth, and enjoyment obtained by them clearly reveal the particular situation of a person within the modes of nature. So they display this. This uh, word is used here. It, it shows it. Uh, uh, so you can like uh, diagnose something uh, according to these... Uh, uh, the, these conditions. Krishna Chakravarti Thakur comments, when a person becomes fixed in dharma, artha, or kama, there is a mixture of sattva, rajas, and tamas. This is talking about these mixtures. We, we've been this, first we saw, sort of saw them as they are in themselves, but now we're going to see how they the mixtures there. And then um, Vishnu Chakravarti says a person fixed in Dharma develops faith in Dharma, and finally attains Dharma. A person fixed in Kama attains enjoyment, and a person fixed in Artha attains wealth. Uh, that's what they when you say you're devoted to Parinishta, <laughs> you're dedicated to, to these things and uh, you attain them. Uh, so under these conditions now, we start to see the manifestations of the modes. Uh, so text 8 uh, elaborates on this. Excuse me. Uh, text 8 says... Uh, Pravitti lakshane nishta pumanyarhi grihashrame swadhane chanutishteta gunanam samatirhisa. When a man uh, desires sense gratification, being attached to family life, and when he consequently becomes established in religious and occupational duties, the combination of these modes of nature is manifest. So all three of them are there. And then uh, it says the parinishtita uh, uh, in the previous verse here, it's nishta, the dedication uh, of a person. Of a puman, I mean, pumans is really a man, a male person. Uh, uh, and that male person 
is Griha Ashrame in the Griha Ashram, Grihasta, in, in that, that family life. Because he's on the path, it's called Pravitti. Pravitti. Uh, 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 so uh, the path of material enjoyment. The opposite of that is Nivritti. Uh, we'll discuss that a little more. Uh, Nivriti is mentioned here, but this Pravitti, uh, Lakshane, uh, uh, in the symptoms of that, uh, uh, he becomes attached to family life. Uh, that Nishta is here is attached, fixed in Griha Ashram and Swadharma uh, in his own Swadharma, prescribed duties. Swadharma uh, here usually means according to your varna and ashram. Uh, so it's, 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 it's religious. In other words, you're following the prescribed duties given to you in the Vedas. Uh, 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 then, uh, and then consequently, uh, uh, he is, when he's established in these swadharma, then, the, then, the, then with the, the samiti, the combination uh, of the gunas uh, is, is, is manifest. Uh, 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 Swami uh, uh, translates this a little differently following Vishnath Chakrabarti Thakur's uh, commentary. He says, when a man desires sense gratification because of being attached to family life, and when he consequently becomes established in religious and occupational duties, a mixture of the gunas appears since that dharma is mixed with such a sattva, rajas, and tamas. And so that's, you notice, desires of sense gratification, according to dharma, it always means family life. Uh, family life is not considered renounced. <laughs> uh, 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 nowadays, if somebody is family life, oh, they're so renounced, <laughs> they're actually taking on the onerous burden and commitment and all this other kind of stuff. And then, uh, and and in these days, the the contemporary uh, division, uh, separation of sexual activity and reproduction were not separated in people's minds or in their activities. They just didn't think of it that way. Uh, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, comments on this verse, contact with the gunas is again explained. We're going over the same territory from slightly different angles. When a person is fixed in Kamya Dharma, that is to say, the dharma of sense gratification, and becomes fixed in household life, he is, and is constantly performing daily and periodic duties. Uh, 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 yeah, the, the uh, daily duties is... Nitya. Uh, um, uh, uh, Nitya Dharma, the things you do every day. Nitya means on a regular basis sometimes. Nitya Dharma. Uh, and then the other was occasion, Nitika Dharma, occasional duties. These you do on every day and those you do on special occasions. 
daily and periodic duties. You know, it's Saraswati Puja, so now this is what we do on this day, and so on. So a mixture of the gunas takes place because he, the Dharma, is mixed with Rajas, Tamas, and Sattva. Uh, in uh, the BBK edition, they quote Sridhar Swami's purport. According to Srila Sridhar Swami, religious duties performed for promotion to heaven are understood to be in the mode of passion. Those performed to enjoy ordinary family life are in the mode of ignorance, and those performed selflessly to fulfill one's occupational duty in the Varnashram system are in the mode of goodness. The Lord has thus explained how mundane religiosity is manifested within the three modes. You notice these are not necessarily be stable. You may have a little of that each, or you may go from one to the other depending on the circumstances. So, but this is, this is a description, as it says quite clearly here, of the pravitti, pravitti, marga. Uh, 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 the word pravitti is the path of material enjoyment. Uh, uh, in the dictionary, it, the active life as opposed to nivriti. Uh, uh, they say as opposed to nivriti and to contemplative devotion. <laughs> and this uh, pravritti is defined as consisting of the wish to act, knowledge of the means and the accomplishment of the object, which has its correspondence in devotional service, sambandhya abhideya prayojana. Uh, so here, any material activity, you uh, want, want, want a certain thing and you get yourself situated, you learn how to do it, and then you get what you want. So that's, that's the active life. You know, they're, they're, in Western Christianity, there's the active and the devotional, the active and the contemplative. Uh, so here, uh, here they use the same idea. So the other, the other word is nivriti, uh, uh, nivriti marg. There's pravriti marg and nivriti marg. This shows up a lot in the Bhagavatam, this uh, nivriti. Here's, here's a place where Prabhupada discusses it. I'm reading from the purport to Bhagavatam 425.39. He says, according to Vedic constructions, there are two paths for human activity. One is called pravritti marga, and the other is called nivritti marga. The basic principle for either of these paths is religious life. In animal life, there is only pravritti marga. Pravritti marga means sense enjoyment, and nivritti marga means spiritual advancement. In the life of animals and demons, there is no conception of nivriti marga, nor is there any actual conception of pravriti marga, because pravriti marga means regulated sense gratification. Pravriti marga, pravriti marga means that even though one has the propensity for sense gratification, he can gratify his senses according to the directions of the Vedic injunctions. For example, everyone has the propensity for sex life, 
but in demoniac civilizations, sex is enjoyed without restriction. According to Vedic culture, sex is enjoyed under Vedic instructions. Thus, the Vedas give direction to civilized human beings to enable them to satisfy their propensities for sense gratification. In the Nivriti Marga, however, on the path of transcendental realization, sex is completely forbidden. The social orders are divided into four parts, Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Vanaprastha, and Sanyas, and only in the householder life can the Praviti Marga be encouraged or accepted according to Vedic instructions. In the orders of Brahmacharya, Vanaprastha, and Sanyas, there are no facilities for sex. So that's, prob- that's, that's our understanding. Uh, this, so this is the, the distinction. Prabhupada discusses it a lot in his lectures, Pravriti and Nivriti. By the way, just to be a little picky, uh, the, the word Nivriti has no R in it. That is to say, it's not, it's not Nirvriti, it's Nivriti. There's no R. Uh, and if you look at all of Prabhupada's purports, it's always that way. However, if you read the transcriptions of his talks in the database, they stick that mistaken R in there, nirvriti, which is something else. Even the dictionary says that nirvriti is the wrong word used for uh, nirvriti with an R in it for uh, nirvriti. So I just want to tell you, you'll see it mistakenly done, maybe because of Prabhupada's pronunciation, or maybe that's a Bengali way of saying it, but the actual Sanskrit is Nivriti, not Nirvati. And a lot of people uh, say it wrong. Uh, but if you look at all the Prabhupada's written works, it's always Nivriti. There's no, there's no R in there. Uh, under, after the N-I. So now, he's, so now we're going to talk about uh, illustrations of these prominence of one mode or or another. So this is introduced in 9, and it goes through 9 for, through 11, although interestingly his illustrations of it happen to be in devotional service. Just in case you thought the, doing devotional service automatically puts you beyond the modes, uh, think twice or look around you. Um, uh, anyway, so, uh, so text number 9 here uh, goes like this. Purusham sattva samyuktam anumiyachchamadhi tamadhi prajo yuktam kodayaistamasadutam. A person exhibiting qualities such as self control is understood to be predominantly in the mode of goodness. Similarly, a passionate person is recognized by his lust. And one is in ignorance is recognized by qualities such as anger. So here's a general service of how something prominent is there. There's no purport in the, in the uh, uh, BBT edition. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, having shown that the gunas appear unmixed and mixed, remember in the beginning there was the three sort of pure gunas, the Lord now shows how gunas are labeled by the predominance of a guna. 
since names are given by predominance of a certain quality. This is explained in three verses. So this is a predominance. A person exhibiting uh, uh, purusham uh, uh, sattva samyuktam, endowed, samyuktam means endowed with the mode of goodness, uh, uh, then uh, that can be deduced by shama uh, adibihi, uh, you know, it says chama ch, and with this, this is Sanskrit grammar. It's anumiya shama adibihi by his qualities uh, of sense control and so on. Now it says shama adibihi. You go back to text two, and th- that means this list given in text two, beginning with shama, right? Text two. Shama damas titikshita tapasatcham dayasmati pushti chagos priha shraddha fridaya dayadhi svanirvitaha svanirvitihi. So these are the list of the qualities in the mode of goodness. So this predominantly, you see these qualities, you can understand the person to be predominantly in the mode of goodness. There may be some of the others, but you know this is the predominant. Uh, similarly, kama uh, adibihi, text three. There's a list in text three that begins with. See the word kama adibihi means kama, etc. That is to say, that list beginning with kama and so on. So it's referring to text number. Uh, excuse me, text number three. And then Raja Yuktam, one who's in the mode of passion, uh, again they cite, uh, I'm sorry, I, I got confused. Kama Adibihi Raja Yuktam. Uh, the list beginning with Kama and so on uh, uh, identifies those who are uh, Raja Yuktam, uh, uh, united with the mode of passion or the mode of passion. And then the Kroda, the qualities that begin with krodha, with the uh, one who is endowed with tamasa, uh, quality of, of uh, uh, modes of ignorance. So this is this is how text nine works. It, it goes back to those texts two, three, and four, uh, and saying those those are. It, it allows one to make a kind of diagnosis. Once, once you understand the modes, you can know to recognize them, you can see them. And this way you can judge your own spiritual advancement or decline, as the case may be, uh, and maybe take remedial action. Uh, now, uh, text 10 and 11 uh, Here, there's two verses that explain how bhakti by persons in the gunas becomes covered by the gunas. It's just very interesting that the illustration of, 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 of the mixture of the namodes is with people who are worshipping me. Yada bhajati mam bhaktya 
Machine number 10, Yada Bhajanti Mam Bhaktya, near the pictures for Karma Bihi, Tam Sattva Prakritim, Tam Sattva Prakritim Vidyat Purusham Studium Evava. When a person, Bhajati, uh, worships me, but here you see at the end, Purusham Studium. <laughs> so they say any person, whether man or woman, who worships me with loving devotion, offering his or her prescribed duties unto me without material attachment, is understood to be situated in goodness. It's very interesting that they go out of the way, yada, bhajati, uh, he, she, or it worships me, bhajati, bhaktya, with devotion. That is nirapeksha. There's a very important word, nirapeksha, uh, which is translated here as uh, without material attachment or with indifference to results. And that person performs swakarma bihi, uh, their own prescribed duty. Swakarma is like almost the same like swadharma in this case. Your own acti- prescribed activities. Uh, that person is sakrita, uh, sattva prakritim, is, uh, who's whose nature, uh, material nature, is sattva. One should understood. And then it says, purusham striyam eva, purusha, or even a woman. Uh, so, So what this seems to indicate is that uh, there's a person who is sort of already constitutionally sattvic, kind of by by nature, in that guna, and that person performs devotional service. And so that devotional service will exhibit their characteristics. It's not so much about devotional service elevating you to that. That's another thing. It will also do that. But here, you're just already kind of sattvic. And you perform devotional service. And when you do that, it'll be nirapeksha. Uh, it, it'll be... Uh, Prabhupada writes uh, in a, a purport to Madhya 3.2.12, he says, as Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur explains, the word nirapeksha means not being affected by anything material and remaining fixed in the service of the Lord. Because uh, uh, nirapeksha, uh, the, the basic uh, idea of it uh, is to be indifferent to something or independent of something, to be disinterested in, in the strict sense of the term. There's a difference in English between the word uninterested and disinterested, uh, although they're confused nowadays, but you're disinterested when you have no, uh, uh, no um, uh, uh, interest in the outcome of something. Like a, ju- a judge is supposed to be disinterested, uh, but he's supposed to be interested in what's going on. So it's disinterested but not uninterested. But So this is... Uh, disinterested meaning, meaning yeah, being independent or uh, so nirapeksha different times is translated as 
having no material motive, without trying to enjoy the fruits, detached, uh, having no material desires or no personal desires. So that's the way you do, you do it. Loving devotion and not thinking of getting any result from it. Just doing it for its own sake or for the sake of the Lord. So that's, that's the vote. When you see that person does worships Krishna, that's in the mode of goodness. Now, text 11, uh, the first line deals with uh, uh, passion. Uh, 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 well, more than the first line. Uh, the first part deals with passion, and then uh, the last deals with ignorance. Uh, so it goes like this, yada ashisha ashasya mambajetva sakarma bihi tamraja prakritim vidyat himsam ashasya tamasaham When a person worships me by his prescribed duties with the hope of gaining material benefits, his nature should be understood to be in passion. And the one who worships me with the desire to commit violence against others is in ignorance. So this word here, ashisha, uh, uh, benediction, uh, the Sanskrit word ashish uh, means asking for, praying, or wishing for, and so then means a blessing or a benediction. Ashisha, uh, ashasha hoping for benedictions. So you're, you're praying for something that you want. Uh, that's the mode of passion. Uh, uh, obviously, people often approach devatas, demigods, for this reason. Prabhupada once quotes uh, lines from uh, Durga Puja, where there's so many lines that says, Dehi, Dehi, give me this, give me this, is like a wish list. You know, so for so many people, uh, their worship means you're asking for this. And if you hear go to most religious services, they'll offer a prayer: everybody have a good health, and everybody be prosperous, and everything. You know, and uh, something give us peace, and end war, and uh, you know, good things. And but basically, it's all for praying for benedictions. Uh, the trouble is that's your motive sometimes when they don't come on schedule and you say, oh, there's no God. Uh, and then something the re- to recognize, uh, himsam ashasya tamasa, and one who asks for uh, desires, uh, uh, himsam, violence or harm to others out of their devotional service. Now, does this ever happen? Yeah, it does. Uh, sometimes, even we have seen it. Uh, it's not that 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 people who are devotees sometimes uh, 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 just want to harm people. Generally, they may be convinced they're evil. That these devotees, they're they're they're, they're evil. Uh, uh, but the case may be that you're self-righteous. Uh, and the real fact is it's not that you hate them because they're evil, 
but rather because, because you hate them, therefore they must be evil. <laughs> so sometimes that is so a person that has a certain amount of self-delusion uh, that they end up being going on crusades against various people. And often they do that because they're not dealing with their own, their own issues. And so they're self-deluded, another example of the motive. So, so they do something bad, but it's all cloaked in piety, and they think it's piety. It's, it's they, they, you know, I'm worshiping God, you know. He's going to get rid of these horrible people. And I know they evil because somebody stole my charter, you know, or something like that, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, and so this often goes uh, together with fault finding. When you're looking for people's faults, and if they don't have them, you'll find them anyway. Uh, so this is what 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 can what can go on. Um, uh, so now. Uh, uh, we go. We go back to, together to to here. Here, here. The next verse, twelve. He, uh, uh, Krishna, now just contrasts very clearly how the jiva is bound and the Lord is not. And uh, uh, so it goes like this one. This. Now, now this kind of a summary: Sattam Rajastama Iti Guna Jivasya Naivame Chittajayastu Bhutanam Sajjamano Nibadyate. The three modes of material nature: goodness, passion, and ignorance, influence the living entities, but not me. Manifesting within his mind, they induce the living entity to become a attached to material bodies and other created objects. In this way, the living entity is bound up. So this is kind of a, a summary, sattam, thus, you know, the, the iti, the quote, sattam rajastama, these gunas, uh, jivasya, belong to the jiva, na eva me, but indeed not to me. Uh, Chitta uh, ja, where where do where are, where do you find them? They are manifest within the mind. It's contaminated consciousness. Chitta ja, that's where they appear in the mind of the 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 the, the, the jiva, and uh, because of that, they become attached to bhutanam to material bodies and created objects to things in the world. And that way they become bound up. Krishna uh, Chakravarti Thakur comments uh, on this text. Uh, he says, he gives a reason why this comes up. Uh, so he, he, he kind of uh, uh, supplies a question that this is answering. The question is unarticulated in the text, but it's there. The question is, since you take up the gunas without discrimination in your actions of creation, means and destruction, why should you be served by the jivas? Oh, so those gunas come from you, so you're involved with them too. So what's, what's the difference? <laughs> and so the answer is, the gunas bind the jiva and not me. Why? The gunas appear in the mind, 
which is covering in all beings. So this Bhutanam here, he puts it referring to the beings who are covered. And he says the genitive case of all beings has a locative meaning in the word Bhutanam. Uh, of the, Bhutanam literally means of the living beings, but here it's locative, in the living beings, he says. The jiva attached to the body and related things becomes bound. That's the Buddha. However, I am not attached. Although I carry out creation and destruction by regulating the gunas, I am eternally free of them. This is the big difference between that. <laughs> Chakravarti clarifies it that way. Uh, and uh, here... Uh, in the uh, BBT edition, they, they uh, say, uh, the living entity is the marginal potency of the Supreme Lord, having the tendency to be overwhelmed by the Lord's illusory material energy. That's what it means by saying marginal, tatasta, standing on the border. You know, the tatasta, the shore that area which is on the beach, which is sometimes land and sometimes water. That's tatasta, tatasta. Uh, the living entity is the marginal potency of the Supreme Lord, having the tendency to be overwhelmed by the Lord's illusory material energy. The personality of Godhead, however, is the absolute controller of illusion. Illusion can never control the Lord. Thus, the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, is the eternal object of service for all living beings who are eternally servants of the Lord. The three modes of nature manifest within the material energy. When a conditioned soul adopts a material mentality, the modes exert their influence within the jurisdiction of that mentality. So this, uh, we talked about this, the word disposition of mind or mentality. But if one purifies one mind in the devotional service of the Lord, the modes of nature can no longer act upon him since they have no influence on the spiritual platform. Uh, so uh, maybe uh, we should uh, uh, st- uh, stop here because what's, what's going to happen now is... Now, 13, 14, and 15 kind of go together, and I'll give general character of a person in the three modes. So, again, it just goes kind of over the same territory over again, but each time from a slightly different angle or in a little more depth, and gives, and gives physical and mental symptoms. All of this is so we can, we, we can be diagnosticians uh, diagnosticians for ourselves, recognize it in others, knowing how to help people. And if one is performing devotional service properly, one should see uh, first the modes of passion and the modes of ignorance decrease. Then one becomes situated in, in, in sattva and then can make further advancement in devotional service. That should be the effect. If it's not happening, it's just like taking your temperature. You know, you have a disease, uh, you have a fever, the doctor gives you the medicine, the fever should go down. You know, so the fever of material existence should be decreasing. 
about the application of devotional service. That's why it's a science. Uh, it's not recognized by people because they have the people in this culture have no idea of this this of dealing with the mind. Actually, it used to be there was some idea of the. Uh, the Germans had a word building, the, the formation of character. Uh, and Prabhupada uses that term uh, that uh, because it became imported into, into England from, from Germany in the 19th century. He says that the Bhagavad Gita is not meant for the amusement of armchair speculators, but for the formation of character. Uh, that's what it's for. And the formation of character is not something that's vague or it's very precise, scientific, and uh, we know how to do it. Uh, and uh, we are not in living a, a race in a culture of which this is at all an end for people. That is a desirable result. It's just left aside as a concern for education. Uh, and that's unfortunate because you'll see that in spite of all kinds of material advancement, it gets used, uh, you know, 60%, 80% of the, some of the, of the Internet's dedicated to pornography. You know, I mean, great, such advancement, right? And what's, what's, what's the use? What's, what's, it, what's it used for? Uh, well, that's not our problem. We just make the technology available. Well, guess what? And uh, there's lots of technology for lots of things, and they tend to be in the mode of passion and in the mode of ignorance. That's the problem. Anyway, we'll stop there and uh, pick up again uh, with... Uh, 13 and so on next week. And now we can, uh, I'm going to put this on speaker. Here's the speaker. Now you're on the speaker phone and uh, we can hear you. Let me make sure to turn the volume of our Okay, so now can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, good. Anyone have any questions or comments? You can hit star six and ask here on the phone, or you can text it into their website. Everything's clear. Disagreements or doubts. It's good to know. No questions, yes.
Okay. Uh, Nanda Dual Prabhu has a question. He says, Hare Krishna, thank you for your wonderful explanation. We have to be in Satoguna to start devotional service. But Krishna asked Arjuna to become Naistraguna beyond the three modes of nature. Can you please explain? Okay, he says rise above the modes, but generally our process is 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 that first the kind of intermediate platform is Satvaguna. In Satvaguna, you can then make further spiritual progress to rise above the modes. It's the kind of launching pad in the material world for transcendence. So it's described in the very beginning of Bhagavatam that by regularly performing devotional service, lust and greed and anger, uh, that is to say the modes of passion and ignorance should be uh, 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 disappearing from the heart and one becomes established in sattva. And then from there one can see in, in sattva guna, one can, one can understand uh, uh, spiritual philosophy. Uh, in the modes of passion, the modes of ignorance, you, you, can't, you can't really comprehend it uh, very well. So in the beginning, one should see that, of course, there's some sattva in everybody, but that sattva should increase. And then as the sattva increases, you'll be able more and more to understand uh, and have realized knowledge, that is to say, experience knowledge. Uh, uh, of spiritual reality. Just to understand I'm not this body requires a good dose of sattva. Because the mode of passion, the the, the trouble with sense gratification, every act of sense gratification uh, increases the false ego. The identification of the self with the material body, which is the cause of all suffering, is actually instituted and reinforced and increased by sense gratification. That's why Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that those pleasures, samasparasaja, bhoga, that that arise from the contact between the senses and the objects are in fact the source of all suffering. Dukkha yonaya evate. And he says those who are Buddha, those who are wise, they don't take any delight in them. So the, the, the world is the opposite of what we think it is. We, we're thinking every day there are so many sense objects that I need to be happy and I things I need to, be, to, to acquire. And if I get these sense objects, I'll be happy. He says, no, you'll become, you'll, it's a source of all suffering. It's dukkha. So get a new Mercedes Benz and suffer. They don't tell you that. <laughs> no, you, you, become, you become happy and successful and prosperous and you can show off your status to everybody else by, uh, and so on. This is, but, but 
in, in the in, you may get a little like temporary sat the satisfaction will be mental. Oh, I have a really nice car. I have a wife that other people, other men desire. Oh, I I, ha I have a house that everybody else wishes they could have. You know, it's just these kinds of things, and that's all you get is that kind of little bit of pressure. And meanwhile, all those things that you have are your possession is illusory, because at a moment's notice they can go, and you can't control them. And of course, when you leave the body you have to renounce them all anyway, whether you like to or not. So the more you're attached, the more you suffer. Uh, uh, so so that, that's, that's, that's why uh, we, we have to become free from these, the, the passion and the ignorance and come to the platform of goodness Then we can understand spiritual instruction we can have some realized knowledge. I'm not the body. It's not just a formula. But I can experience myself as a spirit soul. People don't know what that experience is because, of course, you have to see it. You have to experience it for yourself. But this is how you do it. Don't just say it doesn't exist, the spiritual knowledge of the self as a spiritual being. This is how you, how you, 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 you undergo it. If you won't do the do the activity to, to get that way, don't don't say everybody else uh, are an illusion because you can't experience it. You close your eyes and you can say there's no light. Open your eyes and you'll see the light. Okay, anything else? So our next class is is a really February first, mm -hmm. which is Nityananda Triodasi. Coming up, actually tomorrow's uh, the appearance of Advaita Charya here. No, all right, very good. Okay, until February first. Thank you very much, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shrimad Bhagavatam Akijai.